So how do you create generational wealth for you and your family without feeling burnt out, overwhelmed, or sacrificing that special time with your family and friends? And how to run your business like a true CEO? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. Hi, I'm Elena Dacus, and I'm founder and CEO of Bossy Hills. And for the last 20 years, I have been buying and selling companies. I have bought and sold over 50 companies worth over 10 billion US dollars and open the lids to hundreds of businesses to see what works from the inside. Why is it that one company has everything going for it? Celebrity status, huge following, but underneath it all the founder is trapped within its business, hating its clients, can't exit and can't scale. And those elements over the last 20 years what successful companies had in common and what failed businesses missed to implement is what I have put into my signature framework powerhouse CEO. And those are the insights I will be sharing with you every single week. Hello, hello. Today I have a very special guest with me, uh, Andres. Aesta, a CEO of Plant Nutrition and a registered dietitian and an absolute expert in top performance. Welcome, Andres. I'm so excited for this episode. I know we're going to cover so many aspects. Uh, I have so many questions for you. And of course, a lot of our focus would be on how to achieve the top performance for women. A lot of our listeners are female entrepreneurs, business owners, and they really juggle so many things. Family, career, you know, sometimes career or businesses, employees, teams, and actually performing at their best, feeling their best, that they can give 100% to everyone who they serve, their clients is one of the key priorities. So that's why I'm so excited to have you on the podcast today as really help women and help listeners to really optimize their health well-being because if you don't feel as a CEO, your business will not grow and will not feel good. So first of all, let's uh, dive deep. I'd love you to introduce yourself. Tell us more about your business. Yeah, absolutely. Well, first of all, thank you, Elena, for having me. I'm an open book today. So any questions you want to throw my way, I'll be happy to answer them. Um, as you mentioned, my name is Andres Ayesta. I'm a uh, registered dietitian based out of Florida, originally from Venezuela. I have been on a business journey on myself for about five years, and I founded Planos Nutrition as a way to help women like you and most likely your audience, improve top performance. My back, my background, it's actually in sports. I used to work with some of the top level athletes and CEOs around the world, um, from Olympic athletes to NFL players to Major League Baseball players. And I branched out of sports to help people actually achieve the same level of performance in their lives, in their businesses, uh, to be the best versions of themselves uh, that they could be, as I actually did this myself, right? As I grew a company, I grew a business. And that's kind of the summary of it all. Amazing. I just love your background. I think I'm always fascinated by sport and the lessons we can learn from sports. And I think especially athletes, they have to kind of, they have to perform at the peak of their mental and physical game. And really that's a 1% difference who is just the micro level different or better than their competitors is the one that wins. Like yeah, the, yeah. the difference between the loser and the winner is so tiny. So small. It's so small. Yeah. So- what is it that you found like from your experience? What were you learning? Yeah, 
I love that you mentioned again, like that we bring it around athletes because my entire philosophy on nutrition is rooted in my experience working with them. Athletes, their biggest asset is their body um, because they have to have it at top performance. And the way I used to teach athletes for a long time is nutrition and health can make a good athlete great, but also a great athlete just good. So let that sink in for a minute. So what does that mean? Like if we don't fuel ourselves and we take care of ourselves in the, in the best way, we are going, we can be talented and we can have incredible things um, and incredible businesses, for example, but in this case, athletes who have incredible careers, but that can make them just good, just average, right? In the same token, nutrition and lifestyle and, and improving your health and focusing on those things can make a, an average person, an average athlete great and separates them from their competition. So when I worked with athletes, athletes, a lot of the time, I understood that they took care of their body because they needed to perform. So how do I bring this around for people like you and I, high level entrepreneurs and, and high performance per performers is simply because of the fact that the, the, the playing field or the court in which we're playing is the court of business, right? It's like mm. they're playing like the field of business. And for them, it's a football field or it could be a tennis court or so. So it's sort of the same. And the moment that we step in into our, our, our playing field, we have to be, we have to show up as the best version that we can be so that we can perform the best and win, right? So there's a lot of similar similarities that exist in athletes. And I try to take that analogy into everyday people like you and I who are trying to build business and companies and trying to be the best that we can be. Yeah, amazing, amazing. So what can, I guess, like as someone listening, what can we get people to be thinking about? What's your advice? Says, yes, I know I want to have more energy. Yes, I know maybe my diet or the way or my lifestyle isn't maybe the best, but I just don't have, you know, I'm just so busy. Yep. I'd start with one uh, specific area, which is I call it awareness. Um, and it's understanding exactly what you're at in business, right? What gets measured gets managed. Um, we, I'm sure you teaching in your companies and, and your clients about uh, KPIs and key performance indicators and stuff like that. Do you have KPIs for your nutrition and your health and all those different things? And a lot of times people do not. Because yeah. we're so focused on building companies and as entrepreneurs, you know, we're not the typical nine to five jobs. We're working sometimes countless hours, sometimes we're not. But the point is that sometimes like we're just so passionate about it that we forget to take care of ourselves. And that starts to affect our energy levels, starts to affect the way our cognition, really the way we think. So what is the first step that we need to take? And this is what we teach our clients in our nutrition blueprint method, which is awareness. Okay, so how do we create awareness around this? I teach a method called the 5F assessment to every single person that comes through so they can understand where they're at in their lives. So 5Fs because there's five different things that we look into. The first one is the one related to what we teach is fitness, right? But fitness can be something related to mental fitness, nutritional fitness, physical fitness, right? So really trying to understand, okay, where's my life in here? And could it use some improvement? So that's F number one. The second one is the one that we like to call family and relationships, right? Like, how is that right now? If we have kids, if we have spouses, if we have friends, how is that in this moment? 
The third one is finances. This is anything related to our businesses, our companies, and the way that we generate revenue and we generate money. The fourth one is going to be faith. It's our spirituality, where we're at right now in our lives, like what we believe in. And the fifth one is fun. Our lives, and to be a high performer, you need to have a balance between all those five different things. And it starts by creating awareness around it, right? Specifically to nutrition, we got to, for example, understand what is it that we're doing on a daily basis. And I think many times as entrepreneurs, we're really trying to find, you know, okay, what is going to be the best thing that's going to work for me, mm-hmm. right? So that's the first step that a lot of times like we, we start with. And then when we understand what's happening, right, we understand how much we're eating, um, we're understanding or understanding obviously what we're putting in our plates on a single day like on a, on a daily basis then we see obviously areas of improvement so we can like we can change and make little tweaks and adjustments to help ourselves in that process yeah so it's actually measuring it's interesting i love how you say it's actually 360 awareness of everything that's happening in your life isn't it yeah. um it's such a powerful way and then measuring it so i guess with food yes you can see what you're eating but i love how you talk about also measure what's or kind of guess take a state like stock or just understand where you are in your spiritual journey in your relationship in your fun i love that and then see maybe where there are gaps and maybe what's missing i certainly know for myself if i go into kind of like you know, busy time with everything that's happening and maybe my spiritual practices are neglected. You know, for me, for example, I love to meditate. I love my quiet time. Like that's really Mm -hmm. important to me. If I skip on that, if that's not part of my day, I will notice it not immediately, but maybe after a week or two, I will get to a stage where I will start noticing. Like I just, you know, just it's overall. I'm impacted. And I think, wow, what's changed? And I'll be like, wow, that's something I have not been doing for a while. And I can see the impact, maybe two weeks in it. Yeah, because you're creating the awareness around it. And it happens exactly the same, right? We go through business seasons in our businesses. And sometimes we have a big project that we're trying to launch, a a new program, a new offer or so. And that happened to me in February, right? Like extremely busy, right? And then we use all of our energy towards that. And what happens is we start to neglect, as you said it, areas of our lives that sometimes keeps us like more balanced and at bay. And when we go through all the busy season, then a lot of times we're realizing, okay, like there's something off. And sometimes I feel like this morning, for example, there was something off and I realized, okay, what what's different? Well, maybe I'm not eating the way that I typically eat and I'm just finding more convenient things, right? So I'm not paying attention to that. Or you know what? I'm not doing my meditative practices. For you, meditation, for me, I do a lot of breath work. So those are things that I do in the morning for myself to try to center myself before I get into logging a computer and connect with the world. So these are all things that a lot of times, most people, when they come to me as a nutrition coach or as a registered dietitian, they expect for me to change their what they're putting on their plate. That mm-hmm. is only one tiny piece of a bigger picture of optimal performance. It has to be a ton of different things from your sleep and your sleep management, yeah. right? From your stress and stress management and stress resilience, as I like to call it your movement, you know, are you sitting where we work online? I think you do as well. Like, are you spending like 20 hours in a day sitting down on a chair or are you creating some space for you to go and move around a little bit? Are you getting sun exposure, right? Like these are all things that 
in one way or another affect us. And I think entrepreneurs right now in this society, in this in this time in our lives, are starting to understand this, are starting to understand that there's so many different aspects of their lives that they need to address in order for them to become, again, the, the best version that they can be for their companies, for their businesses and their customers. So. So, like I said, it's it's a combination of things that a lot of times we have to focus on. And when we don't have all those things in sync, then areas of our lives start to get affected. And sometimes you don't notice that immediately. It's after a week or two or a month where things are off and energy's not there. You know, you're just not aligned with the things that you're supposed to do. And I've realized that in the past six months or a year that, you know, we have to really address all areas from the ones I mentioned, sleep, uh, stress management, nutrition, movement. Those are all things that we we try to to teach people how to manage so they can, again, perform at their best. I love that. I love that so much because, indeed, I think people think, well, maybe I just and also I think. People think I just want to lose weight or I want to maybe feel more comfortable in my body, but actually your overall well-being is so much bigger than that, isn't it? I know certainly a lot of um, my clients sometimes experience this sense of where well, there's a lot of things happening or I know what to do, but I'm not doing it. I don't have energy. I also, of course, and especially on online space, a lot of CEOs and certainly a lot of CEOs that I interact with, a lot of them experience a sense of burnout, right? This burnout, yeah. overwhelm. Um, and, and that's, and I think this is maybe, maybe you can talk about that, what you think about that and how can people maybe reframe that? What they could, what steps practically people can do if maybe someone listening to us actually is like, yes, that's me. I feel exhausted. I feel burnt out. Even when I wake up in the morning, I feel like I know what I need to do in my business, but somehow I just don't have the energy to do it. And I, yep. feel, you know, that I think that sense of energy, that sense of, oh, I don't have motivation but and I know I need to exercise more. But where am I going to find the time? I know I need to eat better. But frankly, I'm just grabbing everything that comes in my plate or what's available because I don't have the time. Yeah. If someone's saying that, you know, especially our listeners, what is the advice? What can we? What can you suggest people do that can help them? Yeah, I love that. We call it the daily big three. Um, these are three areas in which we try to create a specific one habit that they can focus on. I think we entrepreneurs, we go from zero to 100 very quickly. Um, and a lot of times we forget and, and we sometimes are victims of what, what, I, what I like to call the all or nothing mentality, right? Which, which is either we go all out into what we're trying to do or we go at zero percent, right? And what I like to teach our clients is that there is a ton of numbers in between zero and 100, right? And it's understanding what does that mean. And it's also a game of seasons, right? There's busy seasons in which that can you know, you can get to a point where you experience what you like to call, again, burnout, right? How do we address that? So first off, like we need to sometimes take a step back, okay? We need to like take up and what does a step back means different things for different people. I like to get them to focus on three areas, right? One nutrition habit, one lifestyle habit, and one mindset habit, okay? And the way that we do this is 
we typically pick something specific to nutrition that can be your anchor. It's something simple that you can do every single day. So for example, I'm experiencing burnout. You know what? This week, my one area that I'm going to be focusing on is I'm just going to make sure I'm drinking enough water. That's all I'm going to do my nutrition. Whether everything else goes out the window, it doesn't matter. It's a minimum effective dose that I can anchor myself into that can, and it can help me obviously work. And, and obviously there's different habits in nutrition. For example, maybe not that. the hydration. Maybe it could be the only thing I'm going to work on today is making sure that my breakfast is balanced. It has color. It has enough protein. And that's all I'm going to be working on in my nutrition. Because a lot of times when we focus on those things, subconsciously, we're making decisions differently throughout the rest of the day. So that's nutrition. Then we focus on something specific to your lifestyle. Are you, for example, going on a walk, getting some air? Like, I don't know if you've ever experienced this and sometimes burnout that, but you feel like you cannot focus, even though you had a lot of work, you have a lot of work to do. You can't seem to get it right. You're, you can't seem to, to find that alignment, right? And my wife sometimes notices that in me. And she says, hey, go on a walk go like we live like closer to the beach it was like go and like take a walk at the beach go look at the ocean go listen do things like that that's what i like to call it like doing a quick reset so are you making time for those things right are you making time to get some movement in to get a sweat on Th things like that a lot of times can even though they're going to deprive you of energy they're also going to uh, ironically fill you up with energy because again you're just kind of like pushing through different things out and the third one it's mindset, right? Which is, I like to focus on one single thing, which is what is what is a small win that I can celebrate with myself today? What is one single thing that I did today that I can say, I'm happy that I did it, even if it's something super small. I um, I sent out five messages on Instagram to, um, and I connected with five of my top prospects. I literally had a good breakfast today, or I went on a walk, or I played with my kids, right? We sometimes focus on the big wins and that's the only thing that we pay attention to. And we we forget the smaller things actually matter. And the smaller wins are typically what it's what's going to compound into bigger things. Yes. So focusing on those three things, again, it's what I like to call your minimum effective dose and moments of burnout. It's honestly what's going to get you through the storm and it's going to get you to a zone of calm and and get you into a better place uh, mentally and physically as well yeah i love that and it's so achievable isn't it i think this is it it's like one thing you know you can do um yeah it's so powerful isn't it because i think you're right it's like if you can just do that one thing it's like you know that um, compounding effect of that will be tremendous and business also business is a really combination of tiny little step compounded and added that it's over lists, right it's like it's a, 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 like unlimited lists that we're trying to check off right of of all the things that we have to do and it's, it's funny because this daily big three we created it in our in our methodology as a result of a business mentor who told me at one point he said i want you to make a long list of all the things you got to do but you're only going to pick three right and then focus on those three things for the week or for the day or for the month that's really ultimately what you want to focus he called it the waterfall system taking like a long list of things and turn it into smaller ones and turn it into even smaller ones because it's more achievable and it's more attainable for somebody that say for example one of your listeners is you know, extremely successful, but she's really struggling with like trying to get rid of a little extra pounds that she's kind of packed up in the in the past six months, right? You know, where do we start? Like, okay, I want to lose 20 pounds. 
that's obviously the bigger goal. How do we make it into smaller things? We're gonna, I'm gonna follow this like crazy, like restricted diet. That might be too much. What is the most immediate smaller thing that you can do to start with that? Well, I'm gonna get more movement and I'm gonna go start going on a walk at least like three days a week. Perfect. So it's more attainable and it makes it a little bit easier because you're building habits. When somebody hasn't really built like health and nutrition and lifestyle habits, it's going to be extremely difficult for them to go to from zero to 100 because they're just simply not sustainable. And and that's usually one of the biggest problems that I see is like people follow these diets and all these different things like that. They cannot sustain that over time. And that's no. usually the biggest problem. And that and that's the thing. And I think one of the other things that as a result of that women's experience is they like, okay, I'm starting this new diet. I'm starting this new program. I'm going all in. I'm going all crazy. I'm going to do it. Then of course they can't sustain it. And you know, I've done that as well. So there's no judgment there. Uh then we can't sustain it. Then five days in, and then the, what happens is then women beat themselves up. They feel worse about themselves, their sense of worth, their confidence drops and impacts them you know it just makes it even worse than if because they, they feel like they failed all. they feel like they failed absolutely um yeah. so i love that so let's talk about different ways of maybe different ways of eating i was yeah. certainly you know i used to do keto diet and i loved it actually i think you know, I was uh, like, I don't know if it was keto, but I guess, yes, it was keto. It was amazing in a way that it gives me so much energy when I was in mm-hmm. ketosis. Um, yep. The energy was incredible, the mental clarity. But again, the issue was, you know, you're still it's like, yeah, you go out for dinner and it's not available or there is like a birthday cake for the kids and you off, you know, that's it. Yeah. Um, and I certainly found for my, you know, that's not something I can maintain all the time. But what is your advice? What do you think is the best way of eating? Is it maintaining very high protein? So really prioritizing protein with every meal and just focusing on that. What do you think is the best way of eating? Yeah. I love that question. Um, I'm what you would, uh, what somebody people would call diet agnostic, which means I don't have a preference. And you will talk to a lot of dietitians who would like, no, don't do keto. No, I think every anything can fit. I did a ketogenic diet as a because again, like in the dietitian world, like keto is one of those like fats, right? I don't think it is. I think it has merit. I think for some people, it can really work well. I did a ketogenic diet for a year. I worked in a facility that like they wrote a book around this, so I understand it, right? Um, things like my thesis was on intermittent fasting, so all those like things that now are mainstream, I've known them for a while. So. The best diet or the best way of eating, it's always going to be the one that you can sustain, right? So for you, and also the one that you can sustain for for long enough for you to be able to to feel a difference. I think many times like people is like, oh, well, keto worked for me. Well, how long did you do it for? Uh, for a couple months, okay? That's a big difference if you obviously do it for six months or 12 months. It's something you can sustain for at least six months at a time. So the best for me, the best baseline nutritional approach that everybody should follow, you said it yourself, and I'm glad that you did. Um, it's always prioritizing protein, because what you're going to notice in all those diets, they all have one thing in common is they're not cutting down on protein. They're getting enough protein in their days. Right. So that's usually the one thing that I typically start with. I always say, say to people, if you're going to prioritize one thing is getting enough on a daily basis for most people, like so we can kind of get into numbers so they can at least have an idea because I want to make sure I'm practical here. For most people, anywhere between 0.8 to one gram per pound. I live in the U.S., so we're in that. And I'll tell you right now in metric system what that would look like. 
but that's going to be about how much. So if you're looking at a woman who is 140 pounds or so, that's going to be about 120 to 140 grams of protein on a daily basis. For um, for people that live in, in the UK or people that are in the metric system, you're looking at closer to 1.8 to 2 grams per kilogram um, of body weight. Okay, so that gives you some sort of sense of understanding. Of and that's protein, where, where that so people need not don't confuse with the weight of the chicken breast. This is the great point, of- right? And the thing, and he, in, here in the US, I don't see that happening as much as people that use metric system. Why? Because grams, right? Here people use ounces, and we don't really measure our body weight in ounces. So I think that or or things like that announces. So yes, when you're talking about grams of protein, we're talking about the amount of protein inside of a specific food, not the actual weight, the net weight of the food. So if you put it on a scale and you put a piece of chicken, right, and it weighs 200 grams, it doesn't mean that it has 200 grams of protein, right? A specific amount of, of, of chicken is going to have a specific amount of grams of protein. So keep that in mind. One thing I recommend many people to do, the system that we use is, well, like for example, let's say for you, Elena, if you're really trying to figure out, okay, how many grams of protein am I getting on a daily basis? I'll have them track their food intake for like maybe two to three days. Probably like we, like as entrepreneurs, we're, for example, sometimes tracking our time to see where we're spending our time. We're tracking our KPIs. So I tell them to do exactly the same thing with their nutrition, right? So at least they understand where that actually stands at. So for me, I'm like, okay, I'm going to use something like we use an app in our company called Chronometer. So it's like a my fitness pal, but I think it's a little bit more um it's it's a more robust app to use. And I track what I'm eating on a daily basis. And at the end of the day, you're gonna realize, oh my God, I'm getting enough, or I'm getting way too much, or I'm getting too little. So maybe that's an area that you can start to focus on. Why is protein important? And why I think every single diet, regardless of what you use, you should aim for having enough because one, it helps you control satiety. Number two is also going to help you uh, build and maintain muscle mass for men and women is extremely important, right? Not to get bulky or anything like that, but it's just simply for health purposes. And three, because it maximizes your metabolism. So those three things are extremely important reasons for that and why I typically recommend it. Now, this is where people go in different routes. So for example, some people prefer to eat more lower carb and higher fat. Hence, for example, more of a ketogenic type of approach. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, Some people prefer to do fasting methods in which they don't eat anything for the first portion of the day and they eat for a period of eight hours or so. Perfectly okay if you do that. I think I focus always on protein, getting enough fiber on a daily basis, and you're going to do this by adding more color. I think many people don't really know how much fiber they need to be consuming, but it's anywhere between 25 to 35 grams a day. Again, tracking your food for a couple of days is going to help you give you a snapshot of where your nutrition is at. And when you're hearing this and you do that and you're going to like realize, okay, I heard this guy on a podcast talking about that I needed to get this and I'm not getting it for sure. So maybe that is a place where you can start. So those yeah, are amazing. like the, that's my philosophy around nutrition. And what what's your view on so intermittent fasting? Do you feel like it suits everyone, especially women? I guess, I guess this is where we can, a female body and female hormones, female cycles are so different yes. to male. Um, yeah. yeah, I have a couple of thoughts around that. Um, so it depends on, um, of, of the woman, right? It depends on um, many different factors, but in general, Intermittent fasting, it's a meal schedule. It's not necessarily a diet, right? All you're doing is manipulating your windows of time in which you eat, in which you fast, right? Or or when you're not eating anything. 
for women, one of the key things that I, I help them understand is the the woman body, body is designed for like, you know, naturally from the evolutionary standpoint for reproduction, right? So usually when you fast, your body is not necessarily understanding what's happening. So it starts to ring alarms, right? And it starts to change certain things because it doesn't have enough food to procreate, right? So that's obviously what's happening inside of your body. That's like kind of like the reptilian type of brain and really the, the connection that exists. So fasting sometimes can kind of create and ring some alarms in the woman's body and can create some um, imbalances. Now, that doesn't typically happen on a 16-hour fast. That would happen on longer fasts, which now, right now are being pushed, like, you know, 24-hour fasts and 48-hour fasts and different, different things like that. I don't think I would recommend that for women, even for men, uh, but just specifically for women because it can disrupt certain things in their health. Um, now, fasting in general, if you're a person that's not a big breakfast eater, but you're maximizing your protein intake and enough calories throughout the rest of the day, then that's perfectly okay. I think fasting can definitely be something like, for example, for me, in my mornings, I'm a very act, active when it comes on to work. Like I'm super focused. It's like my flow time. Like it's when I'm feeling the best. Having a breakfast and disrupting that time usually kind of gets me off of that. So I prefer to sometimes, not every morning, but some mornings I will fast in the morning so that I can just be focused on the projects or my deep work, as I like to call it, that I have at hand. So Amazing. it's a strategy, you know, for some people to use. Yeah. But in general, I would always recommend for women before they jump into it to either consult with someone or a nutrition coach or a dietitian before they kind of jump into those things uh, yeah. so they do it properly. Do it properly, isn't it? Amazing. So um, what is your routine like? So what do you wake up? What's your what's your routine? I always love, I love people's routine and how Yeah, I love that. Um it's changed over the years. Um and this is obviously also where like cuz you see a lot of like entrepreneurs and people like sharing this like super fancy routines and stuff. Um I have a long list and a short list depending on what I have time for, okay? So typically my morning start I'm a morning person. I'm an early bird, so I typically wake up every morning at 5:30. It's just what works for me, but I go to bed early, okay? So it's usually also a time in which I have more quiet time. My wife is still sleeping. Um, so that's one of the key things. Um, I typically start with just a cup of coffee. I have like my my office, I have an entire coffee section here. So pour over or whatever. So a cup of coffee. I do breath work. Um, ever since I discovered Wim Hof and his breath work routines, that has been a game changing for uh, yeah, love a, it. A routine for me. Breath okay. work is something that can be energizing. It could be as energizing as a cup of coffee or so. And I've been using an app called Breathwork, which is super cool. And they're like three to four minute things. Um, and I replace, I used to do meditation for 10 minutes. This in a way, I sometimes do it more often. Sometimes I switch to meditation, um, but it's honestly been super helpful to me. Um, oh, so wow. I recommend also doing that, but that's part of my routine. I do a little bit of prayer. I'm Christian. So sometimes I do a devotional, I read a little bit um, and I get into that. And then essentially what I do is my daily planning, which is what are my, my, I do a brain dump, everything that I have to do. And then I pick my top three things and I finish my morning routine, which usually ends around the time that my wife is waking up, just spending time with her. 
I think that is a, a big part of it that we try to create as a family, um, not only because it's nice, but at the same time, because it's a good uh, one. My therapist told me one time that, you know, it releases oxytocin and that's yeah. a happy hormone. It's a happy kind of like chemical in your brain that really kind of sets your day off for, you know, for a good start. So usually that's kind of part of my routine. Sometimes I journal, sometimes I don't, depending on what the, what the day really looks like. So I have like eight things, but I typically always focus on making sure that at least I get done three. Again, three. the all or nothing thinking. Um, and when do you day. exercise? Usually in the afternoon. So I'm not a morning exerciser. I know many people are. In fact, I sometimes recommend my clients to do more morning exercise so they can get it out of the way. I think I just have built such a strong habitual um, afternoon exercise that it, I never skip it. Um, I think many people when they have long days and like it's they're exhausted, exercise simply becomes more of a, an optional thing. For me, it's I it's kind of like my end of the day wrap up like every single day, either at five o'clock or six o'clock. I'm disconnecting to go work out, even if I have a few things left to 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 finish off. Um, but for many people that may change. So I think I mentioned earlier that I'm about to have my first child in two and a half weeks. So that could literally if we would have recorded this podcast six months from now. Maybe it would have t I would be telling you complete different things. You're a mom, so you probably understand. That's that. amazing. I know it just makes it so it's so lovely. No, I mean it's gonna it's it's a beautiful time. But yeah, just remind the reason I'm laughing. I remember I remember we used to negotiate with my husband. We used to negotiate who gets to go to the gym. Who gets and to go work out? Who gets to go work out? It was like the moment of. Uh, yeah. excitement it was like the prize the reward who gets to go to work out but yeah all exciting congratulations that may look like that in the next <laughs> few months or so so <laughs> i'll report back yeah it's amazing amazing well wonderful to have you on the podcast so let, let us know what programs you've got going on where can people reach out um mm -hmm. after hearing this what you know how can they dive deeper into your world um yes let us know that yeah. So we have something we like to call the nutrition blueprint method. It's our methodology and it's a, essentially a 16 week like intensive program where we're getting high performers, particularly women um, between 30 and 40 or so, but we don't discriminate around that to help them get to the point that they need to be in their health and their nutrition and also their body. Usually the, if they're looking to lose weight, that's kind of comes as a side effect. Um, but we focus on those areas, nutrition, your lifestyle um, and your mindset and helping you optimize that. And ultimately, the, the whole purpose of it is to build a nutritional and lifestyle blueprint for yourself. So it is something that you can sustain overall. Um, the best way that you can get started on that is just essentially booking a chat with us just so we can figure it out if we can, um, you know, if we're a good fit to be able to help you through this process. And you can go to plannersnutrition.com slash blueprint. And that's the easiest way to get connected and to get started. And if you want to kind of check us out on Instagram is our most active platform. It's at my my first and last name, Andres Ayesta. Um, and you're going to be able to kind of see me like educating on nutrition and sharing some really cool tips uh, for managing your nutrition. And, and amazing. And really well, we, we're going to drop all the links in the show notes as well. So you can grab them directly from there. Well, thank you so much, Andres. It was amazing to have you on a podcast and so many things to really think about and lovely to have you today. Thank you so thank much. Thank you so much, Elena. Appreciate you having me. One of the 
problems so many outstanding experts face is what I call an invisible expert trap. This is where you post three to four times a week and 70% of your content is incredible information. And this information itself can change people's lives. But no one seems to care. No one's asking to buy from you every day. And the truth is you're not quite sure where your next client is coming from. And business feels really unstable. You don't have consistent sales or consistent cash flow in your business and you can't predict how much money you're going to make in the next month or the next quarter. This is what I see so many outstanding coaches, experts, service providers face. Even though their results are incredible, they have client testimonials, people tell them all the time, I'm not sure why you're not fully booked. If that sounds like you, I have something very special for you. I'm running an incredibly powerful masterclass where I will show you how to avoid this trap, how to create consistent sales in your business and how to turn your business into cash generating machine. All you need to do is send me an email on contact at bossyheels.com or send me a DM on Instagram on Bossy Heels Club and I will send you an invite.